Hello, this is Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives, and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob Johnson. Hi, I'm Rob Johnson, East Coast Trainer. Well, hey, Rob, how you doing? As, as you know, um, uh, we're going to talk about a uh, podcast subject here for people that hate glue down floors. And uh, before we get started, I know you had a full week of training last week. Uh, I was in Toronto, and uh, I saw that you had a special hockey stick made for you. Can you want to go over that real quick and tell us what that's all about? Well, you know, Wayne, when I'm doing my trainings, I'm just loved by everybody, and people love to give me gifts of anything. And uh, you know, one of the things that I'm known for is I have the stick with the markings so I can mark out on the floors, where we've been, where we're going with Sanders and everything. And uh, one of the students up there knew I was quite the hockey fan, so he made me a marking stick out of a hockey stick with a puck screwed to the end. So it was uh, it was pretty exciting when they gave that to me. We've had a good time with it ever since. We always have a great time when we do trainings up in Canada. It's uh, You always learn something. I uh I've seen guys do that with crowns before at the end of a stick, and I've seen guys do it with pencils. But uh, I was amazed how easy that hockey puck would mark the floor and uh, let you know where you needed to sand, uh, you know, or where you left off or what have you. I thought that's pretty cool. So, Rob, you know there's been a shift in the industry, right? More and more installations are going to glue downs, partly because of the increase of pre-finished flooring in the market, partly due to wider plank trends, and customer demands. Uh, these floors, you know, these engineered floors, they don't cost $2.50 a square foot anymore, right? I mean, they're hand scraped. Some of them are wire brushed. Uh, the fact that they're engineered adds a little cost to the product. And a uh, home, homeowner wants a problem-free floor, right? And interestingly enough, the shift has been to engineered floors because the uh, they're dimensionally stable, right? But with the National Wood Flooring Association, they're getting more calls about squeaks and pops and all that kind of stuff. So did you do a lot of glue downs, Rob? No, no, absolutely not. Um, you know, here in the Northeast, a lot of, uh, you know, most of the work that we did here had basements. So it was mostly uh, nailed down. You know, that's what I was thinking about. You know, we call this podcast, you know, we hate glue downs or, you know, why we hate glue downs. But it was really, I didn't hate the glue downs. I think that there was just a mystery to it because so many generations up here, especially around here in the Northeast and where there's lots of basements and plywood subfloors, uh, you know, the glue down was really a mystery more than something hated. So, you know, if we weren't used to doing it, we just didn't do it. So there was, uh, you know, a lot of contractors, and I talked to a lot of contractors in the school who just, uh, don't know how to do the glue downs, don't want to learn or have were never taught how to do the glue downs. So I was hoping that's what uh, that's what we could accomplish today is taking the mystery out of it and getting people involved in it. Well, good. I'm glad to hear you say that because this is what this is about. And I, and I would echo that. When I first started off in the trade, we nailed down everything, right? We, did, we were in a, a nailed down market that uh, was until the last part of my career that we saw a shift with more slabs being built. And uh, the nail downs gave way to a lot of a lot of glue downs, so there's a little bit of a learning curve, uh, and I think we're going to discuss that. It's kind of funny to hear you talking about uh, manual labor. You know, now that you're national sales manager, award winner, corporate stooge type guy. 
Well, you know, Rob, if you would have took, taken the time to learn some computer skills along the way a little bit more, that you, know, you, you might have been promoted too. I remember when you showed up to our first sales meeting and uh, we had to get our computers out, and you had white out all over your screen. Are you getting any better at your computer skills there, buddy? No, no, not at all. Okay. That's, that's why I'm in training now. It has nothing to do with computers. All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this, Rob. How can we make glue downs easier for guys that don't do a lot of glue downs? Um, and maybe, uh, you know, in the past you could be, you could pass on a glue down floor. There was so much work that was nailed down. If the odd glue down floor came up, you could, you could pass on the job, but that's not the case so much anymore. To me, on a glue down install, even more so than a, a straight laid floor is the first three rows are key. I mean, you got to make sure them first three rows are dead straight. That, uh, yeah, I use the longest boards I can get. The long, I go through the bundles. I'll, I'll pick the longest, straightest boards and, uh, Make sure I get those locked in tight and uh, straight and everything uh, ready to go. That sets the tone for the whole install. So before you start, though, even start doing that, I mean, you know, when we're laying out a floor that we're going to nail down, we're snapping our lines and everything, what are you doing there? I mean, how do you snap the lines and then put glue over it? Or Okay, so the first considerations I have is, uh, you know, I'll square up the room first. You know, I'll take I'll take the uh, chalk line on the longest straightest board, and then I'll start doing my measurements. And uh, I'll take that line, and I'll I might snap it into another room. And if there's a fireplace, for instance, I'll see how square we are to the fireplace, and I'll, I'll make any adjustments I need right there. But let's let's say the boards are five inches wide, Rob, um, and the first three rows is 15 inches plus whatever the manufacturer asks for expansion. So let's say it's half inch. Uh, that's 15 and a half inches, but I'll also come back about an eighth of an inch, all right? So I don't get adhesive beyond that, about beyond that third row. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So I do, I square up the room. I, and by the way, my chalk block, especially if I'm doing a pattern floor like a herringbone or a chevron floor, I, I don't like the, the, uh, the line that comes in the chalk boxes. I'll pull that line out. And I'll replace it with 80 grit braid fishing string. Uh, not because are I'm you going to manage to get fishing in, involved in every one of these podcasts somewhere <laughs> down the line? I mean, I know you're this hotshot gray fisherman, but is are we going to have to hear about it every single podcast? I'm sorry, I uh, you broke up. Hotshot what? Hotshot fisherman. Thank you. Just need to hear it again. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, but in this case, the braided line, the, if I take 80-pound braided line, put it in there, the chalk is the chalk line now is going to be, there's going to be no alibi lines. It's going to be nice and crisp. So, you know, it's not as important on a, on a straight lay floor, but when you start getting into patterns and that kind of stuff, I, I think that's a, and, and actually I'll bring two chalk boxes, one in blue and one in red. So if I'm doing like a center line, for instance, and two offset lines, I'll use the two different colors, but uh I think once you go to 80-pound braid in the chalk box, uh, I don't know how you could go back to just using standard chalk box. Now I've got my 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 uh, layout done. I've got the first three rows I got to put in. I'll go through, pick the longest boards I can find. Excuse me, the longest straightest boards I can find, and then I'll 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 lay them out. I'll dry lay them. Have you ever installed a floor, Wayne? Yeah, out of here. So. What I'll do sometimes is I'll also allow room for uh, a backer board. 
you don't want them floors moving around. So sometimes I'll take a piece of scrap wood or a block, and uh, wherever the boards lie for the first row, wherever there's a joint is where I put the backer board. And if it's on a slab, I might use epoxy or 880 uh, adhesive to put those down so they don't move around. And uh, so it's just a nice place, you know, put those backer boards on the joints, and then I'll glue up those first three rows. So I'm not spreading beyond that chalk line because I don't want any, any adhesive out further than that. It gives me time to get the first three rows nice and set, like nice and straight. Uh, some guys will tape them off. One of the nice things about the uh, foam adhesive, it, it, it doesn't have any memory, right? It doesn't have any sneak. In other words, it's not trying to you know, move around to where you first set the boards down into. So there's not a lot of taping off you have to do. So that's the, the first part is get those first three rows down, get them straight, get them square. And a lot of guys at that time will let that adhesive set up a little bit. Go to lunch. Give it, give it uh, time to set up because now you're going to be kicking off of these rows. Once we spread the adhesives, I can spray some water on there, right? Retrowel through it, and it's going to give me a quicker setup so I can get working quicker. Yeah, that's one of the advantages with the bone adhesive. With the siling technology, uh, and I don't like to use the word spray the water on the floor. Uh, I'd rather mist it. Just a few pumps with the, uh, with the spray bottle just to put a little bit of moisture into that adhesive, and uh, it'll help that, that adhesive set up a lot faster. So when, when I said spray, you assumed that I was bringing a hose in from the outside and I was just going to flood everything, and that's what you were thinking? That's why you had to correct me on spray and misting? Is, I, uh, is that how it's going to be today? You, you know I've been on a few jobs with you before, so I want to make make it perfect. I figure if I can make it perfectly clear to you, then the listening audience will understand. You know something? People are going to gain a lot of information out of these podcasts if we just think of it exactly like you just said. If you can convince me, then we can think this would be great for everybody out there. All right. Well, then this next point is with you in mind. And it's early on in the install, and I think it's vitally important. If you've got an apprentice on the job, threaten to take his lunch away and make him walk home if he gets any adhesive on the floor. Uh and I think it's important you do this repeatedly throughout the installation. There's no different no lunch, than no lunch yeah. walking home. Yep. There's uh, no different. My dad, we did it different. When you screwed up, you were sent out to the truck. You yeah. Go yeah. sit in the truck and feel shame for a while. Yeah. Well, what's my uncle used to tell me is go sit in the truck and think about what you just did. Yeah. So, uh, and then I think about fishing. <laughs> um. It's not a bad idea also to stop the install once in a while and accuse the uh, the helper of getting adhesive on the floor and take a rag and wipe something off like he really did. It just keeps him in check. You had a lot of people work for you, huh? Yeah, we went through a few. I yeah, yeah I would think so. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you yell at him a few times, you know. Now everybody's on the same page. So before I get started on any install, I like to take some blue tape and cover the back of my trowel and only expose the teeth. And that was just another way of keeping clean. I think guys that don't like doing glue downs, part of the problem is they, you know, they start getting adhesive everywhere. It gets on the side of the bucket. It gets on the tools. If you start, if you work clean from the beginning, I think it just makes your life so much easier. So if you take the blue tape, put it on the back of the trowel and just expose the teeth. That way, when you go to clean the trowel off, you only have to clean the teeth. It's just another area that just kind of makes the job go Nice and clean. Now, 
the next thing I like to do is, and this might, you know, some guys will feel differently about this, but I think you, I like to have the biggest hammer I can find. All right, Wayne, well, hold on, Wayne. Uh, you're talking about hammers, uh, mallets. Are you sure you want to use the biggest hammer you can find? That's right, you're from New York. Uh, yeah, so uh, you guys might call them mallets. So uh, I'm talking mallet hammer, just the, uh, you know, we'll go with mallet. So you want to find the heaviest one you can find. It's just going to make your life easier. Um, now, interestingly enough, a lot of manufacturers now are going to tell you to keep blue tape handy. And it does help hold the floor together. But one thing nice about the bone adhesive is, like I said, we don't have any memory or sneak. Do you know what I mean by that, Rob? Yes, I do. All right. Very few jobs that I did glue down. That was a, uh, that's what I thought was always a pain in the neck about it is how I would put something in place, start to lay some other boards, and I'd look back a couple of boards later, and it was starting to separate, like pull away from the other boards. Yeah. Uh, you might see this like under door jams. You set the board down in the adhesive, and you, you move it into place. And it, uh, what I mean by memory is the board always wants to kind of creep back to where you first set it in place. Uh, and having an adhesive that doesn't have any memory, it, uh, I just tell you, you're going to save a lot of blue tape. <laughs> um, you know, Wayne, one of the other things on the very few jobs that I did do where we were gluing down and we had that, um, the sneak and the board sneaking away. The other problem that we were having was the, when we would get glue on the pre-finished wood, that seemed to really be a pain in the neck and, um, that was brutal to clean off. Actually, it was almost not really cleaning boards off. It was more board replacements and board repairs rather than just cleaning some of that off. Uh, yeah, that can get into your profits pretty quick. So, you know, in fact, it's funny because uh, when I first went to work for Bona and I, I was talking to an inspector and I gave him some more adhesive to use, and I said, you know what, give me your feedback. And this guy is a real good floor guy and a guy I've known for 20 years. And he came back with me, and his response was this. If you don't do a lot of glue downs, this is going to be the easiest adhesive you'll ever work with. And uh, the reason for that, as he said, is that, you know, this comes off the floor so much easier. So you're right. I mean, one of the pain, one, one thing that scares a lot of people off of glue downs is that they're worried about getting adhesive on the floor. Because if it's a urethane, God help you trying to get it back off. And even if you can't get it back off, sometimes you etch the finish. Now you're looking at sheen differences. Now you're looking at board replacement. Well, silane does not have the ability to stick to a pre-finished floor. So it's going to come off so much easier. Why doesn't well, it stick? Why do the other glue stick and this one doesn't? Yeah, I get that question a lot. Uh, and, and sometimes people say, well, if it doesn't stick there, how does it stick to a wood floor? How does it stick to a, a concrete slab? It's because the, the R in 851 stands for, stands for reactive. It reacts with the wood. It reacts with the concrete. Actually, we achieve a chemical bond with the concrete, uh, but it does not have the ability to, to, to react with, with finish. So that process never takes, never takes place. So uh, so much easier to clean off. What tools am I not leaving home without? What tools? I mean, do a, I a lot of guys who are going to get into this who have never, never done the glue downs, what tools are they going to be bringing to the job that they're just not used to bringing to a normal install? Well, if I'm doing uh, nail downs or, or glue downs, I'm, I'm bringing a few tools for any installation. Like one is the festival saws. The festival tracks I think are fantastic. 
put on a, a nail down. I love the power the power nail power jack. I think that's a fantastic tool. You can move a, move a lot of floor. And, and part of the 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 problem with glue downs is guys, you know, they start seeing the floor gapping and they can't get it tightened up again, and they, you know, they, they, it's almost a panic mode sets in. The power nail power jack can really move some floor for you, and I think it's, it's like a jack that you can put against the wall and the baseboard and what have you, and uh, really does a nice job of tightening up the floor. I'm also a big believer in clamps. Uh, I know guys, I mean, there's two camps. There's guys that like the clamps and guys that don't, but to me, it's like having another body on the job. Uh, you get a good set of clamps on the on the job and uh, set them out every 30 inches or so, and uh, especially if you guys that work alone or you don't do a lot of glue downs, clamps can be a lifesaver. Uh, they really don't get in the way uh, like you might think they do, and uh, do a nice job. That way you stay organized, and that's the key. If you if you keep clean, keep your tools clean, keep yourself clean, make sure you're not getting adhesive on on yourself as well, not transferring it to the floor. And then use clamps to stay organized. And once in a while, after I got, you know, let's say I got 100 square feet installed, I'll stand back and I'll look at the floor. You know, if I have help around a job, I'll, we'll go back and we'll look at the floor. We'll catch the light, see if there's any adhesive on the floor. And and make sure we work clean. Rob, when you're doing an, an install, what are tools that you like to bring to the job? What's a must-have tool for you? I mean, other than the lunch pail. That was just mean. I didn't think I, you know, I know you've lost some weight, so I didn't think you were going to go there. Uh, must have tool for me is a radio. You got to have a radio. So if you're on a job with people like you, you, you don't have to listen to it. You can just turn the radio up and listen to somebody else or music and you don't have to put up with a guy like you day after day after day. <laughs> I can see where that would be beneficial. Well, I'm a tool junkie, Wayne. Are there any, New tools on the horizon that I can go out and spend money on, make my wife crazy. Man, there is, and I'm a I'm a tool junkie too. And uh, a lot of guys, you know, will say, "Well, I'm not going to buy that; it's too expensive, what have you." But I I will spend the money on tools. Uh, that investment has always paid me back. Uh, there's a couple tools that I think are pretty cool out there. Uh, one is the Bosch GSL2 for guys that do a lot of leveling of slabs, and uh, and of course we don't use the word leveling in, in to the you know, when you put it in our contract, we use the word flat. But if you want to get that floor nice and flat and you want to see any high spots or low spots, this is a laser machine that works fantastic. And uh, like most laser, machine, laser machines, uh, you know, I buy them when they first come out and they're $1,500 or whatever. Then by the time, you know, everybody else gets to buy them, they're 500 So, uh, but the, this for flattening a slab or, or, uh, or grinding a slab and finding out where the high spots are, that's a fantastic tool. But one that I'm really excited about, and I just saw this the other day, and I, I, I think this might be one of those game changer type of tools. There's a cool, there's a tool called Rapid Tapper. And uh, I think the website is tappertoolco.com. And what this is, you know, when you guys, when you're using a, uh, tapping block to tap the floor into place, uh, and you guys are banging on it and what have you, this tool is like a, almost like a, a jackhammer. You put it up against there, uh, it hooks up to a drill, and just just does a great job of, of lacing the lacing the boards in, tapping the boards in, get them nice and tight. Man, uh, it's pretty slick. In fact, I got a friend of mine who bought one, and before the day was over, ordered three more. He gave one to a sales rep, 
to uh, to try out. And the guy called up and says, look, I apologize, but you're not getting it back. Just tell me what I owe you. So there's two tools there that I think that are fantastic on any job. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Festool tracks. Um, so on the glue down, those are some pretty cool tools on the horizon. Cool. Tappertoolcompany.com. Yep. So, Wayne, how are we going to re- remove the glue that's left on the floor? So I tell guys, look, if you see, like, you know, if you got a, some adhesive on the floor, you can see you left a, an obvious wedge mark on the floor or what have you, sometimes I'll just let it, let it, let it go till the next day. And you can sometimes just with a silane adhesive, you'll be amazed how easily that's going to come off. You can take your finger. Some guys take a, like a plastic putty knife, or I've even been able to take it off before with a microfiber mop. So it comes off super easy. So a lot of times I'll just wait till the next day. But you can also use mineral spirits and to remove it off the floor. So, uh, but man, you're, it's just so much easier than, than working with the urethane. Wayne, um, I do get a lot of people coming into the schools especially around the Northeast where there isn't a lot of glue downs. And one of the questions that they do have is what about those boards that are just bowed like a CCM hockey stick? And what are they going to do with those? Okay. They can't be banging on them with a nailer and holding them with cleats and things. So, you know, how are we going to get all these boards tight? Well, aside from the fact that I, don't know anything that references hockey sticks. You know, I lived in California for the last 30 years, and uh, I guess we did have the San Jose Sharks. But uh, listen, the, the thing is you got to have the, the, the boards. If they're not flat, you need to weight them down. I mean, you know, obviously you don't want to see boards come out of the box that are bowed. Uh, so you do got to make sure you weight those boards down if they're not flat. You know, some guys will put boxes on them or, or pails of glue on them, but it's got to have that interaction. If you're not getting any adhesive transfer from the subfloor to the to, for the to the back of the board, the adhesive's not being able to do its job. So that comes into also leveling the the floor. But uh, yeah, both boards definitely want to do that. I think these this is where these strap clamps are going to come in pretty handy too. The, the, the strap clamps will do a great job of keeping them tight and everything, but if they're bowed, they need to be weighted down. So I guess in closing, Rob, you know, at the beginning of my career, I used to hate doing glue downs. I was like you. You know, glue was, you know, we were in a big nail down market, and it was slow, and it was messy. But towards the end of my career, I'd almost rather do a glue down than a nail down. A little work up front, some good habits, work clean, some changes in technology that made the game easier. Uh, It's just going to make your life a whole lot easier. Wayne, that was great. Uh, You really convinced me. I'm sorry that I'm still not laying floors because if I was, I think now I'd definitely get into the adhesive end of laying the floors. It was very informative. I'm looking forward to really changing some minds of the students that come to the schools that are against the glue down. I think we're going to have a whole new crop of business out there. Thanks a lot, Wayne. Thank you, Rob. This has been very informative. So this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode coming up soon.